0: You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Luke's English podcast. I'm actually outside at the moment. Um, I'm standing on my terrace. I'm lucky enough to have a little terrace, a a very small terrace, like balcony. uh, in my apartment well outside my apartment to be exact and I'm standing on it right now and I'm very very lucky because uh, from this terrace I've got a magnificent view of this city that I'm living in of course uh, at the moment I'm living in Paris you know of course that uh, originally I'm from England so I'm from London and and the Midlands uh, but at the moment I'm living in Paris um, i uh, regularly go back to england in fact i was there this uh, weekend um, staying at my parents house for the weekend they live in warwick which is a a really really nice town in the center of england not far from stratford upon avon where shakespeare was born and warwick is a fantastic um, town with this magnificent uh, medieval castle and loads of pubs and things and a nice park. It's a really lovely place to go to. I was there this weekend. Anyway, here I am now, though, in Paris, standing on my balcony with this wonderful view of the city. I can actually see the Eiffel Tower from where I'm standing. And uh, if you know anything about Paris, then you'll know that um, if you have a terrace, then you're one of the lucky ones because it gives you access, usually, to a rather nice view. So if you can imagine a kind of Hollywood version of Paris uh, in which you see all the the, the lead rooftops and um, the Eiffel Tower there in the distance, that's exactly what I've got here. And I'm incredibly lucky to have it because... Um, not many people have this kind of view from their apartment. Um, Now, um, this should be a useful episode for you uh, because I'm going to go through a whole bunch of ways that you can improve your English with Luke's English Podcast. You'll find a list of the points that I'm going to make in this episode on my website and I'll expand on them there. So I'll be talking about these key areas, um, listening, reading, writing, speaking, grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, and discourse. And I'll be kind of telling you about ways in which you can improve those things using Luke's English podcast. Now, in fact, much of what I'm saying is written on my website. So you can just find the episode called How to Learn English with Luke's English podcast. And I've written a lot of this down because it contains lots of specific bits of information which I wanted to make sure I included, okay? So I've actually kind of written a lot of this as a script, which you can find on the website. I try not to do too many episodes in which I read scripts to you. I try not to do that because, uh, you know, I think it's better to just speak naturally. this one is scripted, as I said, because there's just lots of specific information that I want to make sure I include in this episode, so i 've written it down in advance. but um, I promise that the next episode I do will be unscripted, okay that's a promise. I know that most of you know the value of those unscripted episodes, so the next one, I promise will be completely unscripted. But this one is scripted, and as I said, you can find the script on the website so anyway i'll I 'll do my best to make this sound as natural as possible, which is an art in itself, actually, kind of speaking from a script and making it sound natural. That is an art. Actually, you could use this script to help you practice your pronunciation. You could record yourself reading this too, and then compare it to my version. What are the differences in your version and mine? What can you learn from that? So record yourself doing it again, and then compare that to your first attempt It's bound to sound a lot better. In fact, I guarantee that you will sound more natural and convincing with each attempt. I'll tell you a bit more about that later. But for now, here is a list of tips and advice for learning English with Luke's English podcast. Okay, you might be able to hear some street noises. On this one, there are car. You probably will hear some cars driving around. It's almost rush hour here in Paris. Not yet, but it's it will be soon. So you'll probably hear sort of the odd bus driving down the street, things like that. Hopefully, it'll be quite a nice um, sort of bit of ambient noise in the background as I go through this um, list of advice for learning English with Luke's English Podcast. So, first of all, first of all, I suggest that you you, you could just listen, okay? So you don't really have to do much more than just listen to the episodes. I realised some time ago that a lot of the students of English that I met at school in London just didn't listen to enough authentic English. They were willing to spend money and travel across the world in order to improve their English, and yet most of them, for some reason, were not prepared to take a bit of time every day to listen to something in English like a podcast, radio, whatever it is. Why is this? I think that partly this is because they didn't really know what to listen to. A lot of people watch TV and movies in English. That's fine. But honestly, that might not be the best way to improve your English. It certainly shouldn't be the only listening you do. Film um, is very visual. A lot of what you understand from a movie is from the visual storytelling Um, So, sometimes it's important to just focus on the audio, on the language. So, a lot of students just didn't really know what to listen to. They thought that they didn't have much choice. Actually, there's plenty of choice out there. Um, The BBC, for example, has plenty of podcasts. There are loads of podcasts um, on different topics, uh, on iTunes, um, but they're all made, most of them are made for native speakers of English, which means that in some cases, they're a bit too difficult to listen to, and ultimately, that's not very motivating. Um, There are some podcasts out there which are made for learners of English, but uh, a lot of them are just kind of focused on language learning at the expense of entertainment. They're useful, but they're a little bit dull sometimes. Um, Actually, this is less the case now, because five years ago, um, when I started this podcast, there there were not that many Learning English podcasts out there. But now, five years later, there are more interesting things out there for learners of English, including my podcast, but some others as well. Um, but anyway, after realising that a lot of my learners of English didn't listen enough and they didn't feel like they had enough choice or they just weren't interested in lots of the podcasts that were available to them, I decided that I would try and create something for learners of English to listen to that they would actually want to listen to beyond just learning English. Ultimately, I think to listen to English for extended periods of time, you have to have an interest in what's being talked about or you have to find it entertaining. You don't have to just listen to English just for studying it. You can actually listen to it for entertainment as well. Um, So... um, so Otherwise, like it, it's hard to really sustain your concentration and it becomes like a chore, you know. There is real value in listening to English for extended periods of time, but it's difficult to achieve that because you get put off by not understanding things or because the recording sounds a bit patronizing and dull. Now, I don't want to blow my own trumpet here too much because I'm sure that my podcast is not always as entertaining or engaging as it could be, but I think the only way to get people to keep listening is to try and make it entertaining as well as informative about English. So, I record this podcast with you in mind, but I try to keep it authentic as possible. I try to keep it as authentic as possible. Um, I try to avoid being too simplistic. I try not to grade my English too much. I know that sometimes that might be challenging for you, but I attempt to hold your attention by talking in an enthusiastic way about subjects which I personally find interesting. Hopefully, the result is that you just keep listening and that you feel personally involved in it somehow. Then, by exposing yourself to lots of English in this way, you're able to acquire the language, to pick it up, in a variety of ways. Um, So let me now refer to the language acquisition theory of a man called Stephen Krashen. This theory is actually very well known among language learning theorists and it underpins a lot of what we know about learning and teaching English. Krashen is one of many uh, academics who've done studies into learning languages and he believed that there are several ways to develop our language learning skills. One is through language acquisition and the other is through language learning. So language acquisition means that it's possible for adults and children to learn language in a subconscious way, meaning in a kind of passive way, by simply engaging with the language. The important thing is that you focus on the message in a bit of language. So, for example, when listening to Luke's English podcast, this means focusing exactly on what I really mean, rather than just on the specific items of language I'm using. The primary focus is just to understand what I mean, hopefully at a fairly deep level, in order to laugh at something I've said or just feel moved by it or something. And then you kind of pick up the language as a result. You might not be immediately aware that you've learned some new language in this way. In fact, this kind of acquisition probably informs your passive knowledge of the language. According to Krashen, another type of language development is language learning. This is when you focus on learning specific forms, like studying grammar rules, for example. It involves having some instruction by a teacher, perhaps in the form of error correction, or from a grammar book which explains the rules of English. The downside of this kind of learning is that, is that it's rather dogmatic, can be a bit boring, complex and abstract. It doesn't necessarily replicate the organic way in which we pick up language as children and doesn't quite allow the subconscious acquisition of language that occurs from just engaging with the language in order to understand a message being communicated. Um, Alright, so how does this apply to the way that you can learn English? Um, Well, I think it's pretty important to get both aspects of language learning into your life. And this is what I call having a balanced diet. Um, So you shouldn't just study the grammar rules in a dogmatic way, although that is undeniably important. You should also attempt to engage with the language as it's used in natural, authentic and meaningful situations. How can you do that? Well, ideally, this would mean going out into the world and doing things in English. In fact, this might be the best way to improve your English. If you get a job that requires you to use English all day, you will definitely improve quickly. It'll be really hard, but you'd, f- you'd be forced to improve. That's like a boot camp for language acquisition. Because you're not really studying the language, you're just attempting to survive in it. You're really focusing on the communicative acts that you're trying to achieve. You're really focusing on meaningful messages and you naturally learn the most direct and effective way to understand and communicate meaningful messages. Um, You might not be able to do that in your life. Um, You might not have access to native speakers in that way. So my podcast, I suppose, can be a substitute for that. It's not really the same as attempting to work in an English-speaking environment, but the key point is that you can replicate aspects of that experience by just attempting to follow or keep up with what I'm saying, and to do that regularly over long periods of time, and you'll pick up massive amounts of English. So I suppose basically what I'm saying is that you should listen regularly, you should listen over long periods of time, and you should listen again and again. Um, So just listen and try to follow everything I'm saying. Try to enjoy it and try to engage with it. Listen regularly. Listen for extended periods. And this will all contribute to your acquisition of English, as described by Stephen Krashen. So that's language acquisition. But you can also do more traditional language learning alongside Luke's English Podcast. First of all, outside of listening to the episodes, you can do your formalised language study from a book or in a class. And then use Luke's English podcast as a kind of companion to that. You can study the language and then try and notice aspects of the language that you've studied in episodes of the podcast. For example, if you've studied verb tenses, you can listen to a story I've told on the podcast and then try and notice those verb tenses and how I'm using them, how I'm pronouncing them, and so on. It can back up, confirm, or clarify the language study that you've been doing. Um, You should always refer to authentic language usage as a way of checking language that you've studied. Also, you can study the things that I say in the podcast more directly. The podcast can be a study tool. And here are some ways that you can do some active language study with the podcast, all right? So, you can use transcripts. You could... Read a transcript and check new words in a dictionary as you find them. Um, and just read the transcript and listen to the episode at the same time. Um, you probably know that a lot of my episodes have transcripts available to them. Some episodes um, have transcripts being written right now by listeners. And some trans- some episodes are untranscribed at the moment. Um, so if you like, find the episodes with transcripts and listen... And read at the same time, you can then pay attention to the way that I use the words, including the grammatical context, collocations between wor- um, collocations, uh, connections between words and pronunciation. and any new words or structures you find, you can make a note of them, and then practice using them yourself. You could attempt to write your own transcripts because this reveals a great deal about the gap between the English that you know and the English that I use in the podcast. So try transcribing a section of one episode. You don't have to do the entire episode. You can just pick, you know, a few minutes, for example. Um, You could do an episode that has already been transcribed. So first you listen carefully to it and try to write down every single word. There might be certain utterances that you just can't identify. You can mark them with question marks. Just, you know, write question marks for the areas that you don't understand. Then you just listen again and again. You could just focus on a specific five minute section of an episode. Keep listening until you've done your best. Now check the proper transcript for that section and compare it to what you wrote. What are the differences? Now you can identify the gap between what you understand and what I actually said, and then try and close that gap. Check the words you didn't know. Identify why you missed the pronunciation of something. Think about how I say these words and phrases and their definitions. Then you can start working them into your English when you speak. We'll look at ways of developing your speaking in a few minutes. I'd just like to make a note on transcripts at this point. Um, You may be aware that a lot of my episodes have transcripts, as I've just said, in fact, uh, which can really help you to study the language. Although you shouldn't just read them all the time, you should also listen without transcripts too. Um, But you can also contribute transcriptions to my website. If you fancy transcribing a few episodes or uh, just a few minutes of an episode, then um, you can do that, uh, and I can publish it on my website. Um, I have a transcript. Co- <clears throat> I have a transcript collaboration currently going on using Google Documents. You might already know about this because I did an episode on that subject a couple of months ago. Um, you can go to my website and click transcripts to find out more. Basically writing transcripts of my of my episodes is not only a great way to use the podcast to improve your english it also helps me to provide an even better service to my listeners um so luke's english podcast is best consumed as part of a balanced diet listen freely and just try to enjoy and understand what i'm saying and let your mind naturally acquire the language but also mix this with more formalized language study to get the full 360-degree effect. Um, You might think the formalized language study part of that is boring and time-consuming, and that's fine. You don't have to do any of that, but as a compromise, what you can do is just be mindful when you're listening. Your first aim is just to focus on the message, but you can also try to notice specific aspects of the language too, You don't have to necessarily note them down or study them, but you can just try to identify words, phrases, and grammatical structures. You don't have to formally study them. Just notice them as you hear them. Like, oh, he's saying depend on. So it must be depend on in English, not depend of, for example. Things like that. Just be mindful when you're listening. It's a bit like being a Jedi. You just have to be mindful of the living force. In this case, you just have to be mindful of the living usage of English. Um, so I record different types of episodes on the podcast. My main aim is to just engage you and keep you interested while presenting English to you in an, in, in an authentic way. Um, in some episodes, I try to draw your attention to the language more specifically, For example, I might teach or explain or demonstrate vocabulary items referring to a topic or just bring your attention to an aspect of pronunciation, for example. In those episodes, you can just kind of chill out and follow what I'm saying, but you can be more active and make notes of the vocabulary, try to remember phrases, study transcripts or vocab notes, listen again and pause the recording to test your memory, all right? Um, I suggest that you just listen in comfort and try to enjoy the experience. Just try to enjoy the smooth sounds of the Queen's English spoken by uh, an an English teacher. Um, Stephen Krashen also writes about something called the effective filter hypothesis. Um, So the effective filter, this relates to the conditions in which learning takes place and how these can have a big effect on the successful acquisition of language. Basically, good conditions for learning are motivation, which means that the listener really wants to hear what's being said and is keen to uh, learn the language and engage in um, active listening, right? Other things are stuff like high self-esteem and relaxation, Um So by self-esteem, that just means like feeling good about yourself, feeling confident. Um, These things allow the flow uh, of acquisition to move more freely without being blocked. Um, Mental blocks can occur when the listener is stressed or anxious or feeling bad about themselves for some reason. And this creates a mental block to the acquisition of language. I guess this relates to one of those situations in which you're In an unhappy language class, for example, Um, you feel stressed because of pressure from the teacher or from the judgment of your classmates. You might feel low self-confidence because you don't get enough positive reinforcement from taking part in a communicative exchange. And you're just not enjoying the experience of being there in the classroom. I'm sure we've all had that experience of just having a slightly miserable experience in a language learning classroom. As a result, there's a kind of mental barrier which really prevents you from learning anything. In fact, it might even make it worse because you associate learning English with that painful or boring classroom situation. The advantage of Luke's English Podcast is that the emphasis really is on fun a lot of the time. You, you really have nothing to fear or worry about when you listen to this. In fact, it can be hopefully, an extremely pleasurable experience. I'm not just bigging myself up here. I know what it's like to listen to your favourite podcast. It's quite a personal experience, in fact. Um, I listen to um, a podcast called Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's Film Review, and I listen to that on my way to work on my MP3 player. Um, And I can't really begin to explain the joy of listening to it, It's just fantastic. Mark and Simon are like my friends, you know, and I'm sharing a really nice conversation with them. I listen to their voices in private through headphones while I'm sitting on a smelly underground train with miserable people all around me. It's like I'm sitting on a train surrounded by zombies and I'm just sitting there having a really nice time in my comfort zone. In fact, sometimes I'm disappointed when I reach my metro station, because I just want to keep listening to the podcast. Hopefully, listening to Luke's English podcast is a similar experience for you. That's certainly the idea. This should be a personal and enjoyable experience for you. And I invite you to just enjoy being part of the podcast community. And remember that all around the world, there are other people just like you listening to me rambling on about stuff. There's no chance of the effective filter giving you a mental block in this situation because you really should be in your comfort zone. That's the advantage of podcasting. You really can listen to this whenever and wherever you want and you're free to get as comfortable as you please. That really is amazing. It's, it's um, an amazing thing about the internet um, and it's something that we've never really had before if you think about your parents generation or your grandparents generation they never had the advantage of the internet they never had this amazing resource which puts you so in touch with native english speakers that you can actually sort of build a kind of relationship with people living in countries thousands of miles away from you Um, it's it's a great advantage if you think about your parents or your grandparents They really had very, very limited opportunities for learning English. They had to do it from these old books, books that were written by people who didn't really know exactly what they were doing. They just had this very traditional approach to, you know, um, the learning of language. Um, They might, if they were lucky, have had a teacher who was a native speaker. Um, But they probably had, you know, sort of limited access to native speakers of English, maybe just from some TV or films um, songs, you know, listening to the Rolling Stones or the Beatles or something like that. But now here you are with the internet and you can listen to Luke's English podcast where wherever and whenever you want. Isn't it amazing? It is. And I'm sure that this is going to have a massive effect. Not, I mean, Not just Luke's English podcast, but just the internet, this new internet age of connectivity. It's bound to have a massive effect on the way in which English is learned all around the world. Um, I'm sure that, you know, in sort of 30 years' time, we're going to see that global English is a lot more powerful and a lot more um, widespread than it ever has been before. People talk about Chinese being the next sort of global language. I wonder about that. Certainly for the next, I would say, generation or two, English is really going to sort of come into its own. I think it, it, English still hasn't reached its peak I think we're going to get to a point where the young people who've grown up in direct contact with English online are going to get into powerful positions and suddenly English is going to be even more widespread than it was and even more useful and functional than it has been in the past. And I like to think that I'm somehow part of that movement uh, by by recording myself and teaching you things online like this. Um, As I've said before, feel free to just listen to this in the bath, on the loo, or as you softly and slowly drift off to sleep at night. Of course, you can also listen at your desk with a pen in your hand or while typing in order to make notes or write transcripts. You can also sit up and read the transcripts. It's up to you. The main thing is to just enjoy yourself and let the English go into your head Just imagine that my voice is bouncing around inside your mind and lots of the words and sounds are sticking in there. You should certainly listen to episodes more than once. In fact, if you're interested in really learning English from this podcast, I think it's vital to listen several times. Once is not enough. In fact, you might only scratch the surface if you listen just once. Listening again and again will allow you to get really familiar with what's being said in each episode. You'll notice and remember things that you didn't catch the first time. Repetition is really important as a way of helping your brain notice patterns. After a couple of listens, you'll remember certain phrases, bits of intonation or responses, and they will be reinforced when you listen again. It might be asking too much of you, but you could even start to remember and repeat some of the things that you've heard on Luke's English Podcast. I don't necessarily expect you to repeat everything I say. The episodes are a bit too long for that. But perhaps you could memorise the lines of a comedy sketch that I present to you and then repeat the lines to yourself or your friends. Or just while you're listening again, you know, you could just repeat it there. Um, I'm a bit of a geek and I love Star Wars. When I was a kid, I used to watch Star Wars on heavy rotation. I had a VHS cassette, and I would watch Star Wars, and then when it was finished, I'd rewind it and start it again, and I'd watch it in sections. If I had like 20 minutes after school, I'd watch a bit of Star Wars, and then, you know, I'd eat my dinner or whatever, and do a bit of homework, and then I'd watch a little bit more. So, I watched it hundreds of times, Um, and now I can remember pretty much all the lines from the film. In fact, I don't just remember the lines, I remember the bits of music and the sound effects as they occur in the film. It's the same with Monty Python films and sketches. I've watched them and listened to them so many times that I can repeat a lot of the script from memory. And in fact, some phrases from those movies have found their way into my vocabulary. Now, you can do that too by listening to episodes more than once, and listening to some comedy sketches, which I present to you many times, soon I'll be doing an episode about Monty Python. Um, for some reason, Monty Python's sketches are very memorable. In fact, there are several generations of people in the UK and America who grew up watching Monty Python films and who are able to recite whole sketches to each other. It's kind of part of, part of the, the, the culture in the UK, certainly. There are lots of people I know listen to Monty Python again and again. And when they meet each other, they might even recite or be able to recite whole sketches from the TV show, uh, like the dead parrot sketch or, or the, the lumberjack song or whatever. Um, so again, you can do the same thing with those comedy sketches or with some things from the podcast. Um, you just have to realise that there are some terrifically funny things in English. Uh, in English comedy, and then you can use that as a way to pick up language. Um, so, let's see. Let, let me just tell you a few things in a slightly more specific way about the, the um, four skills in English and uh, four language systems in English. I mentioned it earlier on in this episode, but the four skills that I'm talking about are listening, reading, writing, and speaking, and the language systems are grammar, vocab, pronunciation, and discourse. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, remember, it's always vocabulary. It's never plural, okay? Vocabulary is is never plural. It's an uncountable noun. There are some other words as well that you should remember are never plural. Vocabulary. So, never vocabularies. No, never, all right? You should also never say advices. Advice is never plural. It's uncountable. You could say several pieces of advice, but just generally some advice. So you never say, I have some advices for you, no. And you should never say, I have an advice for you, no. Because it's not singular, it's not plural, it's always uncountable. Some advice or some pieces of advice, all right? And another one is information. It's never plural. You never say informations or, um, and you never say an information. It's always some information or some pieces of information. And it's the same with vocabulary. Uh, a piece of vocabulary, an item of vocabulary, or just some vocabulary. So those language systems, grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, and discourse. And let me just kind of go through those points and give you some tips and advice on those specific things. So listening. Now, I've already talked a lot about the benefit of just listening for fun or listening in a more active way. Um, I did mention that it's good to be comfortable when listening, I should add, too, that I think it's important to try and listen to things that you don't completely understand. Um, It's fine to listen to things that you don't understand completely. And the general opinion on this seems to be that you should push yourself when you listen. And don't get put off if there are things that you don't understand. Because it's in that challenging experience that your brain is really piecing things together. All right. For example, if you struggle to understand my conversation with Daniel Burt in a recent episode, that's fine. In fact, that struggle that you experience is good. Um, That's the sense of your brain actually ordering things and working hard to piece things together and understand and decode um, that difficult English. So I suggest that you listen again and keep trying. Don't give up. You have to push through those moments when you don't understand. Keep going. Don't let the confusion stop you, okay? Um, also, you should try to identify subtle differences between accents when you listen. You may only notice little differences at first, but eventually you'll be more and more aware of the differences between accents. Eventually, you'll be able to say, okay, this guy's from the north of England. This one's from Australia or whatever, Okay. So that's enough for listening because I've already said lots of things about listening already. Um, Let's move on to reading. Um, So you could just read transcripts on my web page. As I said before, a lot of the episodes have got transcripts or at least reading notes. Um, So you could just practice your reading by by reading those things and obviously that will help you with things like spelling. Um, But um, those transcripts are not really reading texts, are they? They're just transcriptions of spoken English. So you know there is a difference between spoken English and uh, written English. and They're kind of different beasts in a way. They have different characteristics. We don't really speak in the same way that we, that we write, which is one of the reasons why news reports sound a bit strange, because news reports are usually written. Um, and so when news reporters read those written reports, they end up sounding rather contrived like this. I don't know why news readers have to speak in this pitch, but they do. I've talked about that before. That's one of my favorite things to talk about. Anyway, um, so um, outside of reading transcripts uh, of podcast episodes, you should also read a variety of different texts. Again, try to find things that you enjoy. Um, You should also be aware of your purpose for, for learning the language. What are you going to use English for in the future? You may need to read emails or business reports, and so it may be worth reading articles that talk about business trends, for example, if that's what you're going to be doing, you know, if that's how you're going to be using English in the future. Just, you know, identify your aims for learning English and then, like, read things that relate to those aims. A lot of people just assume that they should read the newspaper as a way of improving their English, and that's fine. Um, But is that how you're going to be using English in the future? Will you be needing to read the newspaper as part of your job? Or will you be reading emails from people, reading business reports? Um, So, it's worth considering the most appropriate type of reading text for uh, for, your, for your English, but also just sort of whatever is going to motivate you to carry on reading. Um, otherwise, just reading any well-written text for enjoyment is a really good way to improve your literacy. Um, the more you read, the more kind of um, literate you become, you know? The more you just get a sense of words, the sense of structuring some discourse... Reading is really good food for your brain, and it's really good training for just developing a, a, a sense of uh, articulacy and literacy. Um, I must add a page on my website, actually, with some recommendations for reading texts, because there's loads of reading you can do. There's lots of blogs out there and newspapers and things, but also there are lots of books, ebooks and things, or just PDFs, which you can download free online. And Recently, I found um a whole bunch of um Sherlock Holmes stories just available to download free um so i must um kind of go through the internet and just find some good bits of reading that i can present to you on my website and then i can i can add a, a link to some a, a, like a reading list that would be a good idea luke's reading list um i i've i've been talking about writing my own book and that's something that i really want to do um, so who knows? Perhaps in the future you'll be a, you'll be able to read Luke's English book, and that will give you not just some interesting stuff to read, but also you know I can actually teach you things directly through the book as well. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Um, so there's uh, lo- lots of different readings that you can do. I haven't I haven't um, made my reading list yet, but I am planning to give you a list of some good things to read, and you'll find that on the website uh, at some point. Um, so, moving on to writing. Again, this is not one of the things that I focus on a lot on Luke's English Podcast. Uh, the focus is mainly on spoken English. However, transcribing podcast episodes can be good for your writing. Um, you could also write your own blog, for example, which contains your opinions or your outlook on a, on a topic. Um, feel free to write a response to any episode of my podcast in the comments section. You should aim to concisely express your opinion in a structured way using the most appropriate words that you can find, perhaps including some words that you've picked up from that episode of the podcast. Think about the person reading the comments, make it easy and enjoyable for them to, for them to read and focus on stating very clearly and efficiently exactly what it is you want to say considering those ideas can help you to make your writing more effective. Um, if, however, you need to practice writing for something like the IELTS test, IELTS, that's International English Language Testing System, um, if, you're, if you're doing the IELTS test, then you will need to do more specifically focused writing practice, probably using an IELTS preparation book or following an IELTS course of some kind. My podcast can help you with general language skills, like vocabulary and so on, but for certain specific kinds of writing work, you should probably do some specific writing practice. And practice is the key word. Practice, practice, practice. Uh, As I said before, to get the best out of Luke's English podcast, use it as part of a balanced diet. Um, So, you know, if you need to do um, certain kinds of writing work, then you might need to investigate... Um, you know methods of, of like doing academic writing or, or whatever if that's the case and uh, and practice 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 do lots of writing um, as much as you can all right so t- summarizing that you can write um, transcripts to Luke's English podcast which is a way of kind of like focusing on on the language in terms of its spelling or or, or um, um, other other aspects of like Um, sentence structure. Um, You could also just construct your own writing by writing a blog with your opinions on it or you could write comments on the website. But if you need to do more specific writing practice, you'll probably need to find an alternative method of of doing that and and just make sure you do lots and lots of practice. Um, IELTS, the IELTS test, sometimes people ask me for advice on that. And generally speaking, I don't do that on Luke's English podcast. Um, I don't do IELTS preparation stuff. Maybe one day I'll do Luke's IELTS podcast. Maybe maybe one day when um, I can do this and only this for a living I'll be able to provide all kinds of other things I'll do a business podcast I'll do an IELTS podcast all sorts of other things I could do Uh, but for now it's just Luke's English podcast Uh, I've just realized that the sun is starting to go down there's a beautiful sunset here I don't mean to make you jealous or anything I'm just telling you what's going on around me uh, the sun's going down. It's it's a nice evening, but it's a bit chilly because it's March. And in France at this time of year, it's usually still a little bit cold. Um, so it's a bit chilly. I'm, I get a bit cold. I'm just up here in a t-shirt. It was nice and warm earlier on because the sun was, you know, up in the sky and had this, I had the sun on my back. Oh, it's lovely that is. It's so nice to have the sun on your skin after a long, cold and dark winter There is just something really great about the moment when you realize that winter is over and spring has arrived. It's really great. Um, And getting that sun on your skin, it's just so good. It's so good for you. It's good for the soul and it gives you a lift and it kind of gives you a shot of vitamin D. Um, It's it's really pleasant. So I've just been enjoying that up here on the balcony. I can see all kinds of stuff from up here and I can hear sounds from, from people's windows down below. People are, I don't know, people are sort of, uh, I think I can hear someone cooking. There's kids in the street below me uh, on their way back from school. There's sort of people milling around in the square beneath the building. Um, Sometimes at this time of the evening, because there are lots of people sitting in the cafe at the bottom of the building, sometimes you get these guys playing accordion music. And it's at moments like that that I realise that I really am in some kind of Woody Allen movie. Um, because I look out of my window uh, and there's the Eiffel Tower. And from the street beneath, beneath me, I can hear accordion music and the sounds of people sort of drinking cups of coffee and chatting in French. And I'm there with like, you know, I've just bought a baguette or something. And, um, and I just realise, oh my God, I'm living in a Hollywood cliché of Paris. Um, you know, I can see the view over the rooftops with pigeons flying around and things like that. Um, it really is just like being in Midnight in Paris. Have you, I don't know if you've seen that film. It's a Woody Allen movie about uh, an American who goes to Paris. It's a great film. It's a bit of a tourist's view of Paris, but nevertheless, it's still it's one of Woody Allen's fairly good films. But I'm going to go inside now because I'm getting a bit chilly, and I'm going to go downstairs... Also, my laptop's got five percent power left on it, so it would be a bit of a disaster if my laptop was to die during this recording. So I'm going to go downstairs, and I'm I have to be very careful when I'm walking down these stairs because the we've got like a how do you dis, how do you describe this uh, like a uh, a winding staircase, you know, like a, a staircase that go that winds around itself, and um, the steps are really small, because it's, it's actually a small apartment, and whoever designed this flat built this really small um, staircase, so I've got to be really careful when I'm walking down these steps. If you hear a kind of a big crashing sound, that means that I've fallen over and probably broken my leg, but no, I'm all right, I've got down to the bottom, that's fine. So I'm just in the living room now, and putting the, putting the laptop on the table and plugging it in, my washing machine is running um, so i'm a good i'm a good uh, boyfriend and i've done some housework. You can hear the washing machine here it is. This is the sound of Luke's washing machine. What an exciting noise it's probably very similar to your washing machine if you if you've got one um, so all right the, I hope that that the noise of that washing machine won't put you off. Um, I could give you a little tour of the apartment, couldn't I? That's a guitar which is um, hanging on the, on the wall. I, I put that there so that, um, you know, just keep it out of the way. It's quite a nice decoration. I've got a ukulele on the wall here. And I've got another guitar over here. And I've got a bass guitar here as well. So it's all kinds of musical instruments. I'm, I, I, I don't have enough guitars. I, you can never have enough guitars. I'm, I still want to buy more. Um, anyway, right. Let's get back down to business, shall we? Um, this isn't a tour of Luke's apartment. This is supposed to be one of those really useful episodes about learning English. Um, so let's move on to to speaking. All right. So how can you improve your speaking? Um, perhaps the best way to improve your speaking is to actually practice it in real life situations. The requirements of that situation will train you to say the right things at the right time with the right tone or with the right um, pronunciation. Um, just, just moving my chair here, excuse me. Um, so so you, should, you should certainly be aware of how intonation is important in affecting a message. And these are things that you can learn from trying to enter into meaningful acts of communication and learning from your mistakes. You might also need a teacher to actively correct your errors, but you can definitely use Luke's English Podcast to improve your speaking too. So, let's look at some ways to do that. Now, I'm saying this um, and I'm thinking, I know that a lot of you listening to this don't have many opportunities to uh, interact with native speakers of English. And many of you don't have access to, to teachers. For example, maybe it's just because you're working and you're too busy to go to school or because maybe you can't afford to to take an English course. So let's just look at some ways in which you can kind of learn or improve your speaking on your own, perhaps using Luke's English podcast as an aid uh, for doing that. So first of all, you could just try to take some aspects of my speech and apply it to your speech. So, you could just add some words or phrases that you've heard from me and use them yourself. Or you can pick up some speech patterns or pronunciation from me and add that to your speech as well. Um, if you like, you could use my speaking as a kind of model for your own speech. Um, just a suggestion. I mean, it's if you wanted to, you could just copy the way that I talk if you need a model or a benchmark or something. Um, I mean, its I don't think I'm a, the perfect speaker of English or anything. In fact, um, I don't think there really is someone who counts as the perfect speaker of English. The main thing is that you have to be clear and you have to sound kind of engaging. Your voice has to be um, active and there there has to be some sense of enjoying the, the um, enjoying speaking and enjoying communicating with people. I think that's important. Being clear, having a sense of uh, enthusiasm and a sense of charm when you speak. Um, okay, so more specifically, you could, co- you could copy and repeat some of my sentences. You know, you could just do like a listen and repeat. You could listen to a line I say and then repeat it and try to sound exactly like me. You could, for example, listen to the phrasal verb episodes, and whenever I present an example sentence, you pause the episode and then just repeat it after me. If you listen to those phrasal verb episodes, you'll see that usually what I do is I give a definition of a phrase, and then I give you some examples of it. So, when I give examples, you could pause and just repeat the example and try and repeat it exactly like I do. Often I use intonation in those examples. I try to bring them to life. I try to say them in a natural way. Uh, so repeating them could be a really good way to just sort of get your get your mouth around the phrase, you know, and learn how to say phrases without um, lots of gaps. Keep doing that until you feel that your version is pretty similar to mine. So just listen and repeat until you've worked out how to make the same sounds as me, Think about vowel and consonant sounds, combinations of consonants, and how to make those sounds with your mouth. For example, think of the word strength, 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 particularly the kth at the end. That can be quite a difficult sound to make for some people, strength. And what about the plural version of that, strengths, strengths? strengths. Can you say that? Strengths. It's quite a difficult one. So, just bear in mind things like consonant clusters, like you get at the end of the word strengths. Um, Bear in mind those things and try and, you know, pay attention to them and try and copy them. Um, What happens when words are pronounced fluently together in a sentence? So, connected speech. Uh, Words might get pronounced differently. Um, certain sounds may be dropped when words are linked, and some sounds may be added when words are linked too. So pay attention to these aspects of pronunciation. I should do a whole episode on connected speech, and in fact, it's one that I've had in the back of my mind for ages. So I must, I must record that episode about connected speech. Um, you could pick an ac- pick an extract from the podcast with a transcript, and then record yourself saying it. Then, so record yourself saying it by like reading the transcript, alright? So you've got the transcript of about two minutes of an episode, record yourself saying that transcript, and then compare your version, your recorded version, with my version, alright? Then you can work on the transcript, so maybe print the transcripts out, and get a pen, and work on it, alright? You'll need to underline the stressed words Add lines to represent pauses for emphasis. Identified word links in pronunciation. And then listen to me saying that extract again and check your your sound scripted transcript. Check that you've underlined the right words and added pauses where they really are. And maybe you can add little arrows to give you, you an indication of the intonation and so on and then record yourself doing it again, this time adding the intonation, pausing, and sentence stress. Then compare that second recording to the original, uh, the, the first one that you did, and this can really help you to develop awareness and to develop control of speech patterns. Um, so you're comparing your first version with my version, your second version with my version, your second version with your first version, you're just comparing everything. You can get an idea of similarities or differences between yours, your speaking and my speaking, but also you can track improvements that you're making in your speaking as well. <clears throat> um, you could record yourself just talking in response to one of my podcast episodes. So that means not like re- reading from a transcript, but just making something up yourself as you go along. And I suggest that you don't write it down first Just think about a topic for a few minutes and then just start talking about it. Just try and give your opinion. Try and give your opinion in a structured way, you know, like uh, present your opinion, um, expand on your point by using examples, and then summarize your your points at the end, okay? Uh, For example, if I've talked about UFOs in a podcast, for example, um, then you could record yourself talking about UFOs too, uh, try to include any words that I've presented to you on that topic, and if you like, you could leave an audio comment on my audioboo page and let the world know how you feel about something. Or another idea is you could start doing your own podcast, like Zdenek from Zdenek's English Podcast, which you might already know about. Now he's not a native speaker, but following a suggestion in one of my episodes, he decided to do his own podcast. He now has followers and listeners, and he's really into it. And listening to his episodes, I get the sense that his confidence is developing, and he's finding his own voice. It um, it must be very good for his English, which of course is already excellent. But you know, you could do it too, if you want. You could do your own English podcast if you want. I mean, you know, you might think, well, who's gonna listen to it? But that might not be the point. Um, you could do it just really for yourself. Um, In fact, Zdenek has mentioned that to me before. You know, he says, I'm really doing it just for my own English. And I think it's helping him. Um, So the main thing, the main thing I'm talking about here is practice. You have to use as many opportunities to practice as you can. Um, You could join clubs to meet English speakers. You could use the internet. Find groups on meetup.com in which people are doing language exchanges in your town, for example. Um, you, could, you have to put yourself outside your comfort zone. Now, I was talking about comfort zone before in listening, like listening to the podcast. But in, when you're speaking, really, you need to be putting yourself outside your comfort zone. Don't be shy. Give it a try. Okay? Take the initiative. Um, no one else um, can do the speaking for you you can only do it yourself. Remember that there's no shame in making mistakes. You have to be in it to win it. So, open your mouth and get talking. Remember that English is about what you can do, not just about what you know. So, be active. Find your voice in English. If you're in a classroom, don't be one of those quiet students. It's completely up to you to start talking and why not do it in the safety of a language class? That's the whole point of learning English in a a class. Speak up in class and use that as a safe place to experiment and make mistakes. Experiment, that's the key word. Switch off your editor. Now, you have an editor in your head who basically is telling you, no, you can't say that or don't say that, don't say that. You'll make a fool of yourself. Switch that editor off, okay? Don't listen to that voice in your head, which is telling you to keep quiet or telling, the, telling you that you can't say something because it might be wrong. It doesn't matter if you're wrong, okay? Remember that you have to say something wrong about five times before you get it right. So just get through those five times nice and quick, and then you'll be fine, okay? Sometimes opening your mouth is the hardest thing to do. But once you've started speaking, it gets easier. So, keep up the momentum, all right? Keep your voice warm, stay positive, enjoy expressing yourself, and your teacher will love it if you are an active member of class. In fact, you need to prove to your teacher that you're making an effort, all right? As teachers, we always like those talkative and positive students. Why? Because we know that's the best way for you to improve. Believe it or not, us English teachers, yes, we really want you, in- we really want you to improve, and so making us happy is probably, mean- probably means doing something that's good for your development, all right? So we always like those talkative, positive students, so use that to your advantage. You'll be more likely to get good grades and to get leveled up. So be nice, be friendly, be talkative, other people will like you, okay? Other people will like you if you do those things, if you're nice, if you're friendly, if you're talkative, but also listen to other people and help them. You have to show interest in others. That's really important. It's, 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 it's kind of like um, a win-win situation. If you're in a classroom of people learning, pay attention to them, listen, show interest in them. That will encourage them to, to then listen to you when you have something to say, Okay, it's it's give and take. So that those things there, what I've just said, that's a recipe for success for any language learner. All right. Now, <coughs> excuse me, um, I'm a bit, I'm still a bit cold, and that's because I've got windows open. So I'm I'm just closing some windows. Um, I left the uh, the terrace door open, so I'm going back up the little stairs. And uh, closing that. There we go. Close that. Ah, beautiful sunset. Um, I just want to make sure I'm keeping myself warm, you know, because I don't want to catch a cold. You know, when the seasons change, sometimes you, sometimes people start coming down with colds and things, and I really don't want that because I don't have time to be ill. Just don't have time for it, ladies and gentlemen. I can't be doing with getting sick and catching a cold. I just can't be doing with it. I don't have the time. I've got too many important things to do. I need to save the world from evil by recording episodes of Luke's English podcast. Uh, I'm just putting on a top here as well. <clears throat> I'm putting on a cardigan, but not like not one of those old grandad cardigans. It's kind of a cool sort of hipster's cardigan. Yeah. <clears throat> right, anyway. Um I was talking about um uh, Zdenek Lucas um who does Zdenek's English podcast. I've talked about him before. I mean, I um he's quite an interesting example and actually um just this afternoon I sent Zdenek a message and I asked him for his comments on the subject of using Luke's English podcast to improve your English particularly speaking. I thought that, I mean, he's, he's often on Facebook and I thought he'd probably have something to say on the subject. So, I'm going to now share with you his comments, which I agree with wholeheartedly, okay? In fact, before I read uh, his comments, it may be necessary to remind you that um, Zdenek is uh, a very well-qualified uh, teacher of English. He's from the Czech Republic He lived in the U.K. for a number of years, and he's got a master's degree. I think his master's degree is just in English language, or it may be in English language. Um, Maybe he's got a master's in linguistics and English language teaching. That's quite a common master's degree, but I know he's got a master's degree um, in English. So, yeah, he definitely knows what he's talking about. Um, I'm sure that many of you listening to this have similarly good advice and comments on this subject, so I'm I'm very keen to encourage you to share that information. You can leave text or audio comments under this episode, either on wordpress.com or audioboo.fm. So here are Zdenek's comments, and the, the point is, how can listening to Luke's English podcast improve your speaking skills? Well, it's, it can mainly improve the following skills or sub-skills. These are the words of, of Zdenek, by the way. Number one, listening. That's obvious. Okay, I've already been through that, haven't I? Yes. Secondly, <clears throat> reading uh, and spelling. So that means reading scripts or additional notes to, to episodes. Thirdly, writing and and spelling as well. So you could, for example, write a script or you could write feedback as a comment or just write an email to Luke. Uh, Fourth, grammar. And you can improve this by listening to grammar patterns as part of exposure theory. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Uh, Number five, vocabulary. This means learning new vocabulary, also guided by the exposure theory. Um, number six, pronunciation, just from passive listening, just sort of acqui- uh, acquiring uh, a sense of natural pronunciation. He goes on to say, as for the speaking, it's a different question. If you want to improve your speaking through Luke's English podcast, you have to approach this actively. Not everyone is willing to do this. Some people tend to be shy and have approach anxiety, etc., etc and prefer listening to the podcast as passive recipients. That is fine. However, here are some suggestions on how you can actually improve even your speaking skills through Luke's English Podcast. Uh, Number one is to contact someone via the Luke's English Podcast community. There are a lot of interesting people eager to learn English from all over the world. So, contact those who have a similar level as you. This way, you can both benefit and you can learn from each other, and no one will get bored. Ideally, you can have an interest in common. For example, sci-fi films or sport. In fact, you already have one important topic in common, Luke's English Podcast. So, try to befriend these people, add them on Facebook, and start Skype conversations with them or something. So, yeah, you can use the internet to connect to these people and talk to uh, other members of the Luke's English Podcast community, other lepers, as I have called you in the past. Uh, zenex uh, next point is that you can record yourself speaking about a topic. Ask yourself questions related to Luke's English Podcast. Answer these questions or just practice vocabulary Luke teaches you. Listen back to yourself. Try correcting your errors. Re-record. Compare your recordings you made sometime later to see your improvements. Third, you can record comments in audio boo maximum three minutes. Why is everyone so shy? Is everyone afraid that they will be judged? Who cares? Just be friendly and you should be accepted by the community. Luke is a teacher. He deals with mistakes every day. We all make mistakes. Never be afraid to make mistakes. A man who never made mistakes, never made anything. Are you afraid to take on a challenge and face our greatest fear, public humiliation? Well, don't be. If we fight it actively without fear, we can significantly improve our speaking skills this way. I totally agree with Zdenek here. And in fact, I just want to add a couple of points about making a fool of yourself in public and about my experience of speaking French and the fear of public speaking. Um... (coughs) Apparently the, the first or the most common phobia is the fear of speaking in public and in fact I've heard before that there was a, you know, like a poll done uh, to see the most common fear and f- speaking in public was actually more, uh, 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 a more common fear than the fear of death. So that means that people are more scared of speaking in public than they are scared of dying which is unbelievable but it's something that we all share. Everyone is scared of standing up and being humiliated by speaking in public. All right, That's really common. Everyone experiences it. It's totally natural and totally normal, and it shouldn't hold us back. It shouldn't prevent us from actually uh, speaking in front of people. All right? um, in my experience of, of speaking French, I just want to tell you that I know exactly how it feels. All right, I really do. I know how it feels to... Uh, be blocked and to be unconfident about opening your mouth and speaking in a foreign language, okay? Because in your first language, you are the the master of your universe, aren't you? You know exactly how, you know, all the subtle things, you know exactly, you've got everything under control when you're speaking your first language. But when you're speaking another language, then there's just that element of danger and you feel like a fool. Well, I do anyway, whenever I speak French my French is not very good. Even now, after spending like over a year in France, my French is still not good enough. And every day I'm humiliated. Okay. I mean, living in Paris can be difficult because the people are busy and a bit stressed. And sometimes people are, you know, not very friendly. Um, And so that makes it pretty hard because you feel like you're being judged. So trust me, okay? I know exactly how it feels. And the only thing you can do is just not care, okay? You just have to do it. Just do it. All right. Zdenek's next point is, he says, try running your own podcast. Most of you can do it. Again, it's only about facing your fears of making mistakes and exposing yourself to the public. This podcast can be just for you and your friends. I make loads of mistakes in my podcast, and I'm a teacher, I feel ashamed. I have to edit them out. But if you're not teachers, why worry? And even as teachers, you shouldn't worry. Um, you can always speak to yourself in the mirror and just go crazy. Um, but you could become the next Hamlet. Speaking is not about passivity, so move your ass and find some interaction. Note, by following these tips, you will work on your English-speaking skills. That's pronunciation grammar, vocab. Um, you can focus on trying to use expressions that Luke has taught you. You can work on uh, listening skills, uh, you know, for example, listening to your friends talking to you. If, you if, you're, if you're recording an interview with someone in your podcast and you have to listen pretty sharply in order to conduct the interview and, you know, follow exactly what your interviewee is saying, it really does focus your attention so there are so many benefits to active speaking practice. There you go. That's that. Those are Zdenek's comments. Thank you again. As I said before, I welcome all your comments too. All right. So let's share our thoughts on this subject together. In fact, it's time for my Luke's English podcast ninjas to come out of the shadows and deliver some powerful advice. All right. So LEP ninjas assemble. Okay. I've now, I've never said that before. So all my ninjas are like, what, "Assemble!" What does that mean? Does that mean we have to, we have to actually do something? Um, my washing machine is now going into overdrive. Um, I hope that's not too noisy. We're nearly at the end here. All right. So regarding language systems, um, I have some things to say about grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, and discourse. To be honest, I've already spoken enough about grammar and vocab. Let me just remind you of the theory of exposure. I have talked about this before, and the idea is that by listening to lots of English over extended periods, you're feeding your subconscious (coughs) with all the patterns of English usage. Your brain is hearing all these patterns of English, including frequent word combinations like prepositions, tenses, features of pronunciation, etc. Ultimately, it all goes into your head and informs your sense of instinct for the language, so that when you come to do a test in English, for example, you feel the answer, okay? You know that this particular preposition goes with this particular verb just because you've heard it a number of times before, and so it feels natural. So, feed your head with English. Feel the English rather than just knowing it, Use the force, young Jedi, and remember, the force will be with you always. Oh, and don't forget, you're never too old to to, to learn, all right? Uh, language study is a great way to keep your mind fresh and supple. My grandfather is over 90 years old, and he's still really sharp, and this may be because he's still going to French and Spanish classes on a regular basis. Uh, regarding pronunciation, a lot of the tips that you've been given here will help you with that, but I just want to add that improving your listening skills will naturally improve your pronunciation skills too because the two things go hand in hand. The more you're able to understand natural spoken English, the more you're able to, de- to decode the sounds used to make it. Understanding this natural sound code can allow you to start using it too. So there is a direct connection between listening and pronunciation. But to fully reap the benefits, you really need to actively practice pronunciation. The methods I've mentioned already in this episode, like repeating, recording, re-recording, comparing, speaking in front of the mirror, etc., they're all good approaches to practicing and improving your pronunciation. So don't be shy, give it a try. You've got nothing to lose, just things to gain go for it, all right? As for discourse, this is really about how you structure your speaking. How do you link your ideas together? When you listen to the podcast, try to notice any specific phrases I use to link my ideas together, to move from one topic to another, to deal with moments when I don't know what I'm saying, and so on. What are the tools that I use to perform certain functions? Can you identify these things and take them on yourself? Try talking for uh, try talking on a topic for 5 minutes, okay? See how difficult it is to keep talking on your feet. Do it again and again until you develop methods of thinking and talking at the same time. Listen to discussions and focus on the ways in which people interrupt, agree, disagree or whatever. Think about the way that we use the language to be polite or indirect. How is humor added to what we say? How does intonation affect the hidden meaning? Behind our words. Explore these ideas when you listen and then test them out in your speaking. So that is it. That's it for this episode. I hope that you found it motivating and inspiring. Uh, Leave your comments and I wish you all the very best of luck keeping up your English. I'm sure that you're doing great. Well, you must be because you're already listening to Luke's English podcast. And long may it continue, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. You can hear my washing machine winding down. Just sort of slowly winding down, um, and we are now slowly winding down to the end of this episode. Uh, I'm now standing at my kitchen window, and I'm looking out on this Hollywood version of Paris, with the Eiffel Tower and uh, sort of Parisian, moody Parisian people walking around in the street. And I think what I'm going to do now is eat a little bit of baguette and uh, and wish you a farewell uh, for this episode. So. Mm well lovely baguette. I know I, I know it's very rude to speak with my mouth full. Um but this is Luke English podcast and I can do whatever the hell I want because um that's just the way it goes, alright? Alright then. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do leave your comments and uh best of luck with your English, okay? Speak to you again soon. Bye, 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 You are a unique person. A person of refined and sophisticated taste. A person who listens to each episode of Luke's English Podcast from start to finish and sends me emails and money. So why not indulge yourself by running a lovely hot bath, eating some rich dark chocolate, and remember... That you are a very special person, indeed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more